What's up, everyone? Welcome to the second edition of the My Three Things podcast. Uh, joined today by PJ Strebel. Did I say that right? Uh, no. Strabel? Strabble. Strabble? That's Strabble. not what it looks like. Strabble. 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 Like Scrabble, but with a T? Tra- like treble clef with an S. Uh, that's, you're losing me. But um, either way, I'll, I'm sure I'll just stick with PJ. Um, yeah. PJ, you are a strength coach. I am. Uh, do it all, I'm sure, at your health club. Um, Seacoast Performance or Seacoast Health Fitness? What's the name of your gym? Seacoast Sports Clubs. Seacoast Sports Club in New Hampshire. So as a fellow New Englander, um, the great debate of which is better, Vermont, New Hampshire, rivals on between the two of us. But um, either way, uh, we've got some great stuff coming here in the next 15, 20 minutes. Um, again, just this is the second episode. So the premise of my three things is – uh, I ask you three things. You have no idea what's coming because that's more fun. Um, so this conversation for those who are listening is 100% candid, 100% off the cuff. There's no planning outside of the little piece of paper that has the three things written down in front of me. Um, so you can see it. It's right there. I do actually plan a little bit, but you have no idea what's coming. Um, so some people get super anxious. Some people uh, love it, but I think it provides great um, information for those who are listening. Um, so PJ, just let's start off with you just giving a little bit of information about yourself, um, what you do, where you do it, why you do it, and we'll go from there. Um, so I'm on the Seacoast of New Hampshire, Portsmouth to be exact. Um, I work for a commercial style gym um, that has four, four clubs under the umbrella. Uh, my programming is out of two of them. Um, they're about a mile and a half apart or so. Um, but I've been at more going on in yeah just my third fall um i started some programming there so when i when i came on board at the club um i was really looking to fill kind of like this this need for a youth program um it's something that was missing in my life uh that i wanted to get back to i was at a small like a training facility which was predominantly adults um and i just kind of missed hanging out with kids i'm more of a kid myself than than an adult so it did a little bit better um, I mean, I was an athlete my whole life. I'm born and raised in New Hampshire, so I haven't really gone far. Um, went to college in Maine, played a different sport than I played my whole life. So that's kind of an underlying theme of me is I'm a multi-sport guy. I preach multi-sports to everybody. I think that they should try as many different activities and endeavors to, to create some athleticism through that. Um, so football, basketball, baseball growing up, and then I decided it was time to play lacrosse. Uh, and I played four years of college lacrosse. Um, it was a good time. Um, and that really kind of shapes how I, I see my program going and why I started the program. Um, I enjoyed lifting as a kid. Um, started out as a gymnast really young. Um, so I had some physical literacy through that, which I think all kids should start with some sort of dance or gymnastics or karate or something like that. Um, and then moved into the team sports and kind of created a lot of really good friendships and a lot of good bonds with some buddies um, through lifting and through, through sports. Um, I had a couple of buddies, uh, unfortunately pass away at a really young age and it kind of just reaffirmed that, Hey, like these, these memories that I had, these experiences, these relationships really meant a lot because sometimes that's, that's all you get is the memories. Um, so I started this youth program. Uh, we call it peak performance. Um, we range from first graders all the way up through high school seniors and college athletes. Um, Elementary school groups are more about physical education, movement, just get the kids running around, exploring, 
different patterns and different ways to do things. It's a lot of obstacle courses, Ninja Warrior type stuff. Um, we get a little bit uh, more structured with, with strength training, um, teaching the, the movement patterns, the push, pull, hinge, hip, um, knee dominant kind of stuff. And then the high schoolers, we, we focus a lot on kind of building some, some power output, making sure that everybody stays healthy. It's a good time, man. Nice. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think you and I, we connected uh, through Strength Faction. Gosh, what was it, May? We went to Chicago? April, I think. April. And I think there's a lot of similarities between the two of us with the commercial gym background, both trained predominantly a youth population and, um, and just kind of the perks and fun, fun that come with that. Um, so we'll jump into the first three things. I know you, you, you touch on what, um, what you do on a day to day, but something that you just kind of announced you were doing this past weekend, um, or it might even been yesterday yeah, um, okay. is your golf seminar. Um, so the first question, um, or first of my three things, you know, just tell me a little bit about that. What, what is the golf seminar? What is your hopes, um, for the, uh, takeaways for attendees? What do you, you know, just give me a little bit of background as to what this is. Yeah. So, um, I love golf. I've never been a great golfer. Um, but I love golf and it's something that I kind of kept up with people that were really good at golf just by being stronger. Um, and I think that that's a big missing piece with a lot of golfers today is that they, they're in pain or they could play better. Um, so there's a lot of golf courses on the seacoast and not much golf fitness around. So uh, hollered up to my buddy, Kirk Adams, who you're a fan of as well through the faction um, at golf and body NYC. And he's going to come up and we're going to do kind of a three hour seminar. Uh, what it's going to be, it's a, Kirk's going to talk for about an hour, take some Q&A, and he's going to talk about increasing club head speed and kind of the faults of golf and why people get in pain and then how can we address those issues by increasing some mobility and increasing some flexibility. Um, but everybody just wants to hit the ball further, right? So yeah, we're going to work on some power, we're going to work on some strength, and we're going to work on staying healthy through that. Um, so Kirk is going to kind of lay out the, the movements that you should be doing or the things that can help you um, um, and especially trying to, to keep in the forefront that just because it doesn't look like a golf swing, um, doesn't mean it's not going to help your golf swing. So yeah. even is, an exercise is just a regular fitness exercise. It can improve your golf game. Is this going to be a hands-on or is it? Yeah. So, what, uh, so we're, we're going to kind of do two different parts. Kirk's going to talk about, um, what to do and what movements you should be doing, what, why we're doing certain things. Um, I'm going to kind of lay out a game plan of even though we know what to do, there needs to be kind of a, a blueprint and standards for moving up and progressing as you go. Cause some yep. people might be able to do something one way, but a younger golfer or more thick golfer should be doing something a little bit more um, dynamic or a little bit more progressive. Um, sure. So I'm going to kind of lay out the blueprint from there on how to keep going. Um, so he's going to talk for an hour. I'm going to talk for an hour. Um, and then we're going to go out onto the gym floor and practice some of the movements that we're talking about. So there'll be some sort of a practical aspect to it. You'll get, a, you'll get some movement, you'll get some kind of exploration of kind of figuring out, all right, this is cool. Or maybe I can't do that yet or whatever. So it'll be a good time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good to know. I hope to be in attendance. So it's good to know. I'll be dressed you, to impress. You better be golf attire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you touched on a couple things um, and, and in your intro there and the first question um, that I want to kind of bring back. That's actually kind of the, the next two questions kind of coincide with that. 
Um, you know, and you, and you mentioned there's a lot of golf courses, but there's not a lot of golf fitness. Um, and that might be the answer to this question, but you probably have a little bit more detail. What are golfers missing? Um, and that can be whether it's youth golfers, um, senior golfers, everyone in the middle, but on, on kind of a big block item, what are golfers missing in their programming right now? Um, probably two different things. I would say, I bet it's, I, I would have to say more often than not, especially for adults, it's mobility. Um, so they don't have the proper mobility, whether it's in their T-spine or ankles or hips or shoulder, glenohumeral kind of stuff. And then because they don't have the mobility, they have certain faults in their swing, which cause pain, right? So they have reverse spine angle or they have to open way up and it's a big looping kind of swing. They don't have the proper um, mobility in their chest. So their whole head moves and it can kind of just cause a lot of problems. So for gen pop, I bet it's, I would say the biggest missing piece is mobility. Um, they don't know how to do it um, or they don't know why to do it or they don't know the movements to do. Um, so I think that that's going to be a big piece that we're going to hit on is a lot of ankle, uh, hip ankle mobility um, and then T-spine mobility. Because when you look at adult golfers, most of the time they're business people, right? So they're either yep. sitting in the car a lot or they're sitting at the desk a lot or just as a society, we sit a lot. Um, so getting them up, getting them moving within their hips, remembering how to use their hips um, and waking up their backside, I think is really, really important. Um, and then there's a lot of correlation with uh, TPI does a great job with their research. It's unbelievable. Um, but there's a lot of correlation between vertical jump and driver distance, how far you can hit the golf ball. Um, so I think a lot of people miss, miss power. They don't train for power. Um, and power is just strength expressed quickly, right? So Brendan Rierick and I were talking about this a while back and kind of having standards um, for strength, right? Dan John has a ton of standards for strength, but power is difficult because power is relative, right? So if you have an older client, say a 67 year old man doing the ladder or just downing like side steps, foot to foot could be considered power output because it's quicker than he normally moves. But the ladder for a 15 year old kid or a 16 year old kid isn't going to be considered power output. So being able to kind of scale what movements you should be doing or what exercises you should be doing to, to kind of promote power output, whether it's mid ball tosses or box jumps or just seated vertical jumps or all the guy, maybe it's just the ladder doing the icky shuffle through the ladder and trying to move quick. Yeah. Wow. That was a, a much better answer. Um, that I had crafted in my head kind of when I was like writing something like, Oh, PJ will say something like this, you know, it'll be good. It'll be good flow of conversation. And, um, you know, I think that, um, definitely with, with your background and Kirk's background, uh, with the CFSC TPI and kind of taking a lot of those elements and putting them into practical, um, application. I mean, that's knowledge is power, but knowledge is only useful if you know how to use it. Um, right. and I think learning from you guys, it's going to be huge um, for attendees and, and I don't even golf, but I look forward to just seeing how I can take the concepts and apply it to other rotational athletes. And yeah, I mean, like a rotational that. sport, a rotational sport is a rotational sport, right? So if we look yep. at that from a golf swing to a baseball stance, um, I think that that is it, a relation there. Yeah. And question number three, um, and it kind of plays into what we just talked about, what golfers are missing, but, um, common injuries, um, you know, I, I honestly know nothing about golf. I'm probably a safety liability on, on any golf course. Um, but obviously in, in New England, you know, this it's going to snow. It's actually snowing right now as, as I record this. Uh, 
you know, what injuries do golfers tend to see, whether it be overuse, positioning, bad positioning over time, that really in an off season, when you look at the winter months, and, and New Hampshire is just the same as Vermont with this, you've got six to seven months of you're not on a course, right. you know, to kind of reset movement patterns. What injuries do you see that can easily be avoided? Meaning, you know, just through good movement, warm up training that you're going to kind of prevent some, some pretty intense stuff that could pop up over the course of a long golf season where you golf, you know, every day or three days to seven days a week. Right. So I think probably the biggest injury concern that I, that I hear with most gen pop people older. I mean, when, when you say questions like that, I immediately think middle aged man. Right. But for the most part, I think it's going to be back pain, low back pain or mid back pain, and then kind of shoot down into that sciatic type stuff that's just kind of achy and dull and can't get it away. Um, and I was talking with somebody yesterday actually, and they were saying like, Oh, like I'm finally like not in hamstring pain after I play golf. And it's like, like from yeah. being in position, their hamstrings are just fired up the next day. And, and that to me is alarming. So I think the biggest thing that they can do to, to stay out of pain is just to train their backside. Whether, and I mean, if you look in a mirror, right, I tell 13, 14 year old boys this all the time. If you can look in a mirror, train everything you can't see. Train your back, train your butt, train your hamstrings. Because um, that's kind of like, that's, that's where you want to be. You want, you want that power from, from your glutes, from your hamstrings, from that hip dominant movement, especially golfing is in a hinged position. But I think the low back pain moves back to the, the lack of hip mobility right? Because if we can't move through our hips, then, then our lumbar spine is going to rotate instead. We don't want that. And if you can't open up through your chest, it's going to be the same thing, right? Joint by joint approach, something, you, you can't look at pain sight. You got to look at pain source, right? So if your lower back hurts after you're playing golf, it's not because your lower back, it's because of your thoracic spine or because of your hip mobility. Um, yeah. So if a golfer wants to stay out of pain next year and play better, I think he's got to move better. I think she's got to move better. And, and whether it's just with 90-90 sits and internal rotation of the hips and all that kind of stuff that Duffy's good at, you know, the FRC stuff and the Spina stuff, um, I think that's really important. But I think strengthening your glutes, strengthening your hamstrings is really important as well. So getting strong is all – I mean, with the Ripito, strong people are harder to kill and just more useful, right? Like, yep, yep. Get stronger. I talk, to, yeah. <laughs> I talk to parents about that all the time. It's like – Oh, Johnny, Johnny needs to do the, the agility ladder. He needs to get faster. And my answer is like, we're going to get him so strong. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. He's like, no, he needs quick feet. It's like, oh, we're going to get him so strong. It's going to be awesome. And I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think strength just helps everything. So get stronger, move better. Right. I mean, that's a recipe for success, no matter if it's golf or life or baseball or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited. Um, December 16th. Yeah. December 16th. Eco Sports Clubs in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, uh, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Maybe I'll even buy you a beer afterwards, Case. It'll be a good time. I'll we'll be drinking mimosas in the back. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, we're actually going to film a second podcast right here. But uh, double, double I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, I will see you very soon. All right. Awesome, man. Thank you.